0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of Tully. No, no, no. Do you?
1: know what a night nanny is. They take care of the baby at
0: night so mom and dad can get some sleep. I don't want a stranger in my house. It's like a Lifetime movie where the nanny tries to kill the family and the mom survives and she has to walk with a cane at the end.
1: Get over yourself. Oh.
0: Mom, what's wrong with your body? Mm. Hello, I'm Telly. I'm here to take care of you. I'm just not used to people doing things for me. I hold a baby all day and then nighttime rolls around and I'm supposed to just switch gears. Like, hello, I'm all sexy now.
1: You're empty. Yeah. No, you're empty on this side.
0: Your 20s are great. But then your 30s come around the corner like a garbage truck at 5 a.m. Girls kill. No, we don't. We might look like we're all better, but if you look close, we're covered in concealer.
1: You're convinced that you're this failure, but you actually made your biggest dream come true. If you want to run off or something, I get that. Because I want to do that too sometimes, but I'm not going to. with everything you can't fix the parts without treating the hole yeah no one's treated my hole in a really long time
0: (laughs) all right everyone you were just listening to the trailer for tully and the story is as follows Marlo, a mother of three, is gifted a night nanny by her brother. Hesitant to the extravagance at first, Marlo comes to form a unique bond with the thoughtful, surprising, and sometimes challenging young nanny named Tully. The film is starring Charlize Theron, Mackenzie Davis, Mark Duplass, and Ron Livingston. It is directed by Jason Reitman, written by Diablo Cody, and joining me for this review, I have Jessica Pena, everybody. Hey. Hey, Jess. So... Tully. Uh, This is the second collaboration between Jason Reitman, Diablo Cody, and Charlize Theron. Their previous film was Young Adult, which came out in 2011. And Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody also teamed up prior to that with 2007's Juno, which got Diablo Cody an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. It's pretty clear that these people love working with each other (laughs) and now they're all back together for Tully here and I can honestly say for the sake of everyone that's listening right now we are not going to get into spoilers with this movie suffice to say we were considering it we were thinking does this need a spoiler section but I think Jess I think you and I I think we're going to just try our best to tiptoe around the spoilers as much as possible in this conversation (laughs) And I'll toss it off to you first. Um, What was your experience like with Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody's previous films? And what did you ultimately think of Tully?
1: So now with Tully, it sort of feels like a trilogy of sorts in collaboration with Diablo Cody. Um, With Juno, there's this story that started off thinking you're growing up and all these new responsibilities. And then Young Adult came in and made us think about how... Sometimes we don't grow up as we should and coming to terms with things. We were oblivious to And now with Tully it feels like a final look at how uh, Growing up can leave a woman so exhausted And her story here is very real and emotionally sane when you think about it And I just love that they came back one more time for this one. I loved it. I love the performances I love the unglamorized side of it because it's there and people don't see it enough
0: Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I even know some people in my own life who had kids and were left exhausted, changed by the whole experience. And it's not to say that it's like a joyless experience. You know, kids do bring joy to parents, Mm -hmm. you know, good and bad. This movie it seems like in the beginning it feels like it's all bad. <laughs> you know, it yeah, just seems like
1: You can tell she's she's exhausted.
0: There's just no hope for this woman and it it's it, it's some of the most uncomfortable filmmaking I have seen so far this year watching her with her kids because you have this weird feeling of you know that she loves them as a mother, but my god, you, you, I, I was waiting for her to just snap at them, which she which she does yeah, um, at one point in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I mean it, it created this crazy sense of tension while watching it and I, I know I feel like we're jumping all over the place already and just mm-hmm. in terms of our initial thoughts here, suffice to say, I love this movie. I really, really love this movie and I take it from the sound of things you did too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very empathetic, the story about this disoriented middle-class mom who is on maternity leave, she's about to have her third child, and even when she's ordering a coffee one morning, and then there's this older woman beside her who warns her of, like, the trace amounts of caffeine, and Marlo's just like, okay, whatever, I'm getting this, I need this.
0: Well, like, I remember watching the uh, trailer, and I remember there being that moment where she drops her cell phone on the baby, you remember that? <laughs> Um, and yes. I think that I think that's in the movie, too, if I remember during like yeah. this really awesome montage sequence. Mm-hmm. And there's another moment, too, where she's careless with the baby. And it's just it's an uncomfortable, hard to watch movie at times because of how painstakingly real it feel, it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, it was one of those movies where I, I can honestly say might be too close to the bone for some people you know it it might be Mm. too real you know it's almost Mm. like for some people that are going to go into this and obviously i'm not one of those people but i can understand it's probably the horror film of the year
1: yeah and she has her (laughs) son who may or may not have special needs and the the school officials are plainly dubbing him like quirky and so she has a hard time with that as well yeah
0: which is which is really funny because that's uh, how Diablo Cody's writing has been uh, character, characterized by a lot of people ever since Juno. You know, oh, she's got this mm-hmm. this quirky style about the way that she writes dialogue. You know, and it, I found that actually kind of almost to be a wink, wink, nudge, nudge moment, maybe from Diablo Cody mm-hmm. at like her at her critics out there. You know what I mean? This film is very dark. It's awkward. It's also got its lighter moments, too. Um, you were mentioning before the performances in this movie. Um, after watching Young Adult, where would you put this in terms of, like, Charlize Theron's uh, performances? Because I also know you revisited as far as her performances? Monster. Yeah. hmm um,
1: Well, I still think Monster's pretty, pretty up there with it. I would put Tully above Young Adult now, now that I've seen it.
0: Yeah, I I think the full scope of the performance really comes into play in the third act when everything kind of gets tied together.
1: Yes, yeah, and she's, she's a real mom. And I think Diablo Cody started writing the script right after her third child. So in a way, it's like a story about her. And it's like this autobiography about motherhood. It's very raw.
0: Yeah, you can definitely tell there's a bit of a personal... Uh, tone to it in the way that uh, it's written. I mean, because here's the thing. I remember there are things like in Juno, like the cheeseburger phone or, you know, stuff like that. And I just remember, well, it's quirky. (laughs) I, I remember there were certain lines of dialogue and moments in Juno that now when I look back on it, I'm like... I love the filmmaking in Juno. I love the performances. But some of the writing, I'm just like, this is really ridiculous. Young Adult took that ridiculousness and kind of turned it up to 11. Not in terms of it's like quirky, this is not how people speak. But just because of this character that Diablo Cody created. uh, That Charlize Theron expertly played in that movie, uh, Mavis. And now with Tully... I do feel that the writing is more grounded. I do feel it's more realistic to the way that people actually would speak, Mm -hmm. and I did get that autobiographical uh, feel from it while watching it. As a result, it it felt um, more—it felt more universal to me. Does that make sense?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You can tell the story and the the way she writes is sort of like maturing with her, and like. Juno, young adult, and now Tully would be like a great triple feature to watch.
0: You know, I wonder if that is by design. Like, do you think that that's mm-hmm. how she intended uh, to do it? What do you think? This is just what she was feeling in the moment in terms of her life, and she decided to write about
1: it. I think, in terms of what she was feeling in the moment, and then pairing up with Jason Raittman and them. So, I think they're both parents. I think. So it's sort of them growing up with the concept and putting it on paper and putting it on screen. So I think that's how how it's working.
0: Because one could almost look at it like if Juno decides to keep the kid, we get Tully. If she doesn't keep the kid and we've always wondered, well, what happened to Juno after, you know, Juno, we get young adult. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because she miscarries.
0: Mm-hmm. In that movie, exactly. Well, yeah, I guess different circumstances compared to uh, what happens in Juno, yeah. actually. But <laughs> you, you, you get you get what I'm saying, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. What did you think of uh, Mackenzie Davis in this movie? And you know the ever-supporting characters, Ron Livingston, Mark Duplass. What'd you think of everyone that isn't the goddess known as Charlize <laughs> Theron? <Durant?
1: laughs> <laughs> well, I think Mackenzie Davis is is a real standout. She's not well. She doesn't get as much screen time as Charlize, but I think her role here is very heartwarming and welcoming, and it's just what Marla was looking for, and she's sort of, like, this mysterious, like, miracle, sort of.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, you're you're literally watching her, and you're saying to yourself, like, where did this woman come from? Like, you are too good to be true, you know? yes yes right? take yeah. my baby uh, like just take all my pains and troubles away like <laughs> and,
1: like the first night she yeah the first night she arrives marla goes upstairs and she's like the nanny's night nanny's here and then uh i think drew ron livingston's character he's like oh, okay so you're just gonna leave her down there and she's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> um
0: <The baby. laughs> ron livingston in this movie uh you know for me i felt like he was such a background character throughout that i I was like saying to myself, they better give him a scene. They better give him a scene. Where is his Mm -hmm. scene? Because I've just felt like he was doing nothing the entire movie. And then he finally does get his scene. And I was really, really, really happy with the way things turned out with that. I mean, I was just happy in general with the way things resolve themselves uh, with the ending of this movie and how it recontextualizes everything and makes you see things from a different perspective. And it made me want to actually rewatch the movie all over again because mm-hmm. I just had such a newfound appreciation for Cody's writing, the performances, Jason Reitman's directing—like mm-hmm. everything just went up a notch. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely in that third act. I know what you're saying, and then throughout the movie, there's this like metaphor for mermaids that I think relates to her need to feel like liberated and loved again. So I thought that was pretty neat.
0: Yeah, I I also got um. The feeling that because the use of the mermaid is 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 a, is a fairy tale, right? I almost got the sense that this was like a cautionary fairy tale of sorts,
1: hmm.
0: because you know they're playing a little bit with genre,
1: right?
0: Which was completely unexpected to me. And then I started thinking about the visuals of the movie too, because you know if you ask me. I think Young Adult is a very bland movie, and just in terms of the way it's directed by Reitman. Um, I do think Cody's writing and uh, the performance by Charlize really helps to carry it through, but Reitman didn't bring it for me in that movie, as he has in other films where he's really shown a bit of flair, like in Juno or Up in the Air. And with this one, you know, he has these uh, warm hues of pink and orange that really help to, you know, give the film a nice, warm uh nurturing aesthetic look to it Mm -hmm. uh that coupled along with the music choices um there's this one brilliantly edited montage sequence midway through the film after she has her uh third uh, her third child you know she's stepping on legos she's changing diapers there's spit there's vomit there's i don't even know what
1: yeah the breast milk packet falls over (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) i mean it it, 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 to me it was like i'm watching this and i'm saying to myself you know what i think jason reitman just finally got his mojo back (laughs) yeah Yeah, i was like where where has this guy been
1: (laughs) oh yeah i love that montage it was like so pure it's like an ode to moms out there it's like we we know what you're going through you know
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, too. This film just has a tremendous amount of empathy uh, for its main Mm -hmm. character and how she is a symbol for all moms everywhere that may be going through a similar feeling or once did go through a similar feeling. As we know, kids grow up and new challenges do present themselves. But when they are in that age where they can't function on their own, like they need you you know, to survive.
1: Yeah, interestingly enough, I think Rapeman actually gave Ten Mothers like a questionnaire of sorts in preparation for this story. And I love the effort that he's put into this. And it doesn't feel like he's misrepresenting like a woman's specific situations. Did you get that out of it? Uh,
0: Yeah, no, I I, I didn't. I mean, it's tough for me to say, obviously not being a a female, be a mother. Um, But from what I could tell, and through talks i've had with other people um it seems to me that this is as authentic and well represented as it possibly can be Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you know what it also did too jess it made me want to hug my mom when the movie was over which i did by the way (laughs) it was like it was like the ending of lady bird when when she calls up her parents and says i love you i just wanted to go and tell my mom that i loved her yes did you? did you? Did you do that at all?
1: Uh, I didn't, but <laughs> Oh. but I kind of want to introduce her to this movie. I just feel like she would get lost in that twist, you know, that twist near the end where these things come full circle.
0: And that's And that's my biggest gripe with the movie, actually. As much as I'm giving this film praise and as much as I really did love it, my biggest problem ultimately with Tully is the ending because when it happens... Um, a, I wasn't expecting it, B, I didn't quite understand it at first, and I think the moment just kind of passed me by, uh, it's cause, cause it, because I wasn't expecting it, I wasn't piecing things together throughout while watching it, like, and it wasn't, I guess, clicking for me, so when it did land, I was lost for a moment, and I couldn't quite understand what exactly the quote-unquote twist even was. And I Mm -hmm. had to actually talk to somebody after the movie was over uh, to just kind of just confirm things for myself. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I was a little out of the loop uh, for a bit there. Like I knew something happened, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And I just didn't feel that the film did the best job of conveying that. Um, That could be a personal problem. You know, I don't know if other people will feel the same way. I don't know if some people will feel cheated watching this movie and when, uh, you know, the third act occurs. Whatever the case might be, though, um, I still think that this is a very beautifully written, beautifully performed movie that ultimately will hope hopefully teach a lot of people... Um, get, well, actually, no, let me, let me rephrase that. Give a lot of people a newfound perspective for um what mother her what motherhood really is
1: yeah yeah i can understand that uh, uh the twist is definitely unexpected and it took me a while to grasp onto it but i truly believe i truly believe it will lose some people there for a minute it all comes full circle in the end for me though Because we see what Marlo wishes to be. She wants to be the cool mom who has it all together, has time to shower and put makeup on.
0: She wants to be super mom.
1: Yeah, I think the twist is ultimately like clever and showcases how Diablo Cody can take a universal concept and make it embracing and marvelous to think about. And I think it's a critical character study once again but more a study of experience for women.
0: Uh, I mean, here's the thing too. I, like Because I didn't know the twist was coming, um, I actually appreciate the twist so much for not tipping me off early on that there actually was a twist. They do a very, very clever job of hiding it throughout. Um, I, and, and I feel bad for anyone that's listening to this right now that hasn't seen the movie, uh, which, by the way, go out, see this movie. It, it deserves to be seen and should be yes. seen right now um other than seeing avengers infinity war for the fifth time maybe <laughs> settle it for and give tully one time um i know we're talking a lot about the third act here without actually telling people what actually does happen um i kind of want to stray away from that for a moment uh because like i said i don't want uh people to go into this movie feeling like we ruined it for them or anything like that suffice to say um, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a master stroke, and it's the first time in a while that a film has fooled me uh, like that. I didn't.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't expect to be fooled, and I actually thought that the way that it was laid out. And I haven't rewatched it yet, but I can probably confirm that upon a rewatch, there are little things throughout, little, little things that are done that are very, very clever in the screenplay to hide this twist. Mm-hmm. And yet it feels completely natural. It doesn't feel like the screenplay is sidestepping um in a very glaring and obvious way. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't feel forced.
1: Right. It it just like it moves on so effortlessly into the end. And I really appreciate the twist. Like, I didn't see it coming, but it it really puts things in perspective in the end for me. And that's why I think I I will rewatch it again. So,
0: Yeah, I think it could be a fun movie to uh, rewatch just from the craft perspective. As I was saying before, content-wise, I don't know if this is a fun movie to rewatch. There's a scene in particular uh, where her issues with her son, Jonah, just finally, like, come to a head. Um, when she's talking to like the school board members and Mm -hmm. she's having like that drive uh home and he's like kicking the back of the chair and oh god it kind of made me like think back to when I was a kid and like like god how annoying was I you know like what did I do um (laughs) (laughs) and and boy oh boy do I ever feel sorry
1: (laughs) yeah like when they're in the parking lot trying to like park in school she's like okay okay we'll just park here okay
0: yeah um and kids just have these really weird phobias and these interesting quirks about them that they act out to and you know there comes a point in your life where you stop acting out but Man, that's got that's such a tough time, and and it, it's interesting because kids are cute and kids are full of wonder, and they don't think about things like adults do. And I guess there's a lot of joy to find in that. But this movie, those moments are very few and far in between, and instead, this movie really focuses on let's just throw like every single bad idea that can possibly happen at this movie and make the audience just freaking gasp i mean there were times where um in this movie where my mouth dropped like dropped wide-eyed i was like holy crap um and not just to the way the kids were acting but just where marlo's journey takes her i I was not prepared for some of the unexpected turns that this movie took
1: yeah
0: so with that said should we move over to final thoughts great out of 10 oscar potential
1: Sure. Uh, So looking back at Jason Reitman's filmography, if I wanted to rank Tully in a handful of his previous films, I think I would tie it up there with Up in the Air, one film being so sharply written and the other because I can't recall that I've ever seen a more empathetic light to how motherhood is depicted on screen. And I really think we need to be giving Reitman props here for continuously listening to Diablo Cody and hearing her thoughts and her stories, and giving these uh, peculiar and sometimes heartbreaking female realities a platform. So, in that sense, I think Tully is a marvelous success on a more widely personal understanding, and it's easily become one of my favorites this year. And let's say Oscar potential. Um, it is in
0: my top twenty as well. I have, yeah,
1: yeah. It deserves to be up there, and with Oscar potential. I'm going to have to echo you from your review. I think there's a clear potential for Best Actress here for Charlize Theron. And definitely for original screenplay, I think Diablo Cody could very well at least get nominated, I feel.
0: Yeah, I wish I could predict it for more. I wish I could put Reitman in for director or the film in for picture. My issue with that is I just think it's too early in the year. And Reitman has another movie coming out later in the fall called The Front Runner, which is supposed to be his big Oscar movie, so depending on how that goes, I'm hesitant to say whether or not if he will get a push for this. But I think, yes, I I am in complete agreement with you. Obviously, Um, Charlize Theron I think gives one of her top five best performances like of her career in Tully. She is marvelous. She is heartbreaking. She is honest. She gained a, a tremendous amount of weight. There is no fat suit there. Like, you know, there's that scene where she just takes off her shirt yes. at the table and I'm I like, my saw... Lord.
1: <laughs> that was a very real moment for many mothers, I believe. Um, and I think there was like an interview where uh, Jason Reitman was talking about how she gained 50 pounds. Wow. She would send him like pictures every day of her. Uh, I think it, it was like maybe two months or a month before shooting, she started. She, I think maybe it was her idea. I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe someone will have to correct me on that. But she would eat In and Out burgers and send pictures to Jason Reitman every day.
0: Oh my God, she is a national treasure. I love Charlize Theron. My God. <laughs> Seriously, she is just so wonderful.
1: I love her.
0: (laughs) And she's so diverse, too. You know, when you see this performance uh, compared to what she does in Young Adult, compared to what she does in Mad Max Fury Road, Monster, I mean, here's an actress who does not give the same performance twice. Mm -hmm. Here is somebody who is just operating at the top of their game, and delivering a masterclass in acting. She deserves to be in the conversation for Best Actress come later on this year, and Mm -hmm. I will push hard for that. Uh, Diablo Cody's screenplay as well. I do think that this is, quite honestly, for me, I think this is her best screenplay. I I actually would rank this above Juno, but then again, I'm also not the biggest Juno lover in the world. Um, And I do think it is better than Young Adult, because Young Adult was a very dour movie that was also painstakingly yeah. honest in many ways. Mm-hmm. But it leads me to ask you a question here, Jess. Um, without giving anything away, do you find the ending to this movie to be heartbreaking or hopeful?
1: I think very hopeful in the fact that it how it ties to uh, the experience of postpartum depression and how that takes a toll on you mentally, physically even, and how that affects your life
0: yeah yeah I, I i i i hear what you're saying with that i don't know what to make of the ending to the movie still i don't know if it's... it
1: definitely demands a rewatch i think i will watch it again yeah
0: because i don't know if at the end of the movie if she's in this state of repetition or if things are better i i i don't know um there yeah, there, I, I think it's one of those endings where there is a, an ambiguity, I think. I could be wrong about this, um, which is also, I think, going to help me uh, to want to revisit it because I could watch this movie at different times then in my life and have a different uh, viewpoint and a different uh, reaction to it then, which I think is a yeah. good thing for uh, most great films that if, if they want to endure. So with all that said, I mean... I pretty much said all my final thoughts there. Uh we're in agreement on the Oscar potential. What's the grade here, Jess? What what grade are you giving Tully?
1: Honestly, I really liked it. It's so empathetic and very like intrusive and personal to her experience, to our character's experience. So, I I really loved it. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10.
0: Woo! All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, really loved it, too. I was on the verge of a 9 out of 10. And then, like I said, the third act of the film, a little confused, um, could be a personal problem. But I'm also taking it back a notch uh, for those who have a similar experience and for those that maybe don't like the fairy tale touches in the movie for a film that does feel so personal and so grounded within reality. I I don't know if those genre mixes will be for everybody. So, um, I, I, out of respect for those people, I'm giving it an eight out of 10. Um, I think it's one of the best films of the year I've seen so far. And like I said, it's in my top 20 and um, I don't know if it'll move up. I don't know if it'll move down. We'll have to wait and see as the year rolls on, but this is definitely something that is worth everybody's time and definitely should be checked out. I can't promise it's going to be a crowd pleasing, entertaining movie for people out there, but I can ensure you that it is going to be a rewarding experience one way or another. So go out and see Tully in theaters. Jess, where can they find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter at the underscore cinema bliss.
0: And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our review of Tully on the Next Best Picture podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Player, FM, and on Castbox. Also, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. And if you also feel so inclined and you want to leave us $1 on our Patreon page, You get a lot of exclusive podcast content and other things that we are releasing pretty soon for everyone as well. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you all next time.